Sentire Media. Good morning, faithful podcast listener, and thank you so much for downloading our little podcast from Italy. Good morning, Ashley. Ciao. I am Jason, <laughs> and together we run, own, operate La Tavola Marche, an agriturismo cooking school and little slice of heaven in the foothills of the Peony Mountains, central Italy, Piobico. Uh, it is the 26th of February. It's a little later today because we have a dog. We, we have our neighbor's dog that we're, that we have a giant Rhodesian Ridgeback sleeping in front of our fire. Oh yeah, that's, I'm talking to you, buddy. <laughs> sleeping in front of our fireplace. So he wakes us up promptly every morning at eh, between 6.30 and 7 and wants to go chase deer through the hills. Yes. It's a great way to get out in the morning. <laughs> We've been so lazy lately that it's a... Gosh. Well, not lazy. Well, in the morning. In the morning. Like uh, my, I like to have a couple, have my cappuccino. I know, but with this dog, out. there's no choice. It's no. an hour and a half walk into the woods. <laughs> Every and a, and. 40, but it's also gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's been so beautiful. You hear the birds. It sounds like spring. It looks. Oh gosh, with this morning when we were on the walk, it felt like April. It did. It, I was wearing just a uh, hooded sweatshirt, and we're walking. It's the end of February. It's absolutely insane. Spectacular. Uh, it's 10.38 in the morning, so it is a little bit later than the normal time we do our podcasts. We have plenty to talk yes, about. Yes, let's jump right on in. All right, go for it. So, we celebrated good old Gaji's birthday. The doctor, we talked about it a little bit last week. The doctor, old the Godster, turned 65 years young, and he had a little, bit, a little birthday party down the road at uh, Val Pietro, a a restaurant in between our house and uh, Piobico. It was very nice. It was. He's very funny, and his friends all confirm he must always say the opposite uh, that you're saying and how feisty he really is. And even if he doesn't believe it, he'll take the stance against you. <laughs> and, and we we just we were all kind of talking shit. It was great. It was really fun, and he enjoyed. We got he him. He loves it. He loves, he loves it. it. He, he loves being the center of attention, and he so loves kind of riling it all up. Whether you're praising him or talking or you know talking shit, he he doesn't <laughs> care as long no. as you're talking. And he just got. He loves telling his friends that he's in the publicity for, like, uh, when we were in USA Today, one of the pictures online uh, was of him. And, oh, my, que grande. Oh, and, you know, he likes to talk about he needs modeling fees and Yeah, he wants to know what his commission is. And I told him he gets cafe and hugs. A lot of love. (laughs) (laughs) And he said he wants at least eight-year-aged whiskey as well. (laughs) So uh, we didn't end up doing the gag gift for – it just – they're just – I don't know. It's not the same sense of humor. Uh, I'm I'm afraid it just won't go over. I know. We got him a great bottle of... We got him a super expensive bottle of single malt scotch, uh, 35-year-old, so he'll... He'd much rather have that. He's very happy. So that was that was last Sunday, which was great. And uh, Monday we started driving school. Oh uh, yeah, I sucked it up. We're going. We're doing driving school. It's fine. It's just like driving school in America. But it, since when are like eighteen year old Italians wearing peg leg jeans? Oh yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that real quick. So we go to this class three times a week in the evening. We're going to start going. We can go in the uh, afternoon or the mm-hmm. morning, which I think we're going to do because for sure. It's a room full of 30, 30, 17-year-olds. It's like take you back to high school immediately. I never felt so old. I felt really old, and I don't don't remember juniors or seniors in high school looking so little, looking so young. That makes you sound old. 
Because they were the babies. <laughs> okay, first of all, I spend we spend a lot of money for this stupid class, and these kids think it's high school. So everyone's having conversations with each other. And this instructor <laughs> is up at the top trying to tell these girls on his left to shut up, and he's touching the boy behind him <laughs> to be quiet. And it's like... I spent like 1,500 euro for this class. Shut up. I know. I, so I think we're going to go in the mornings when it's probably more adults or mom, you know, sing, moms who don't work. Or exactly. Something like, you know, <laughs> something like that because I, I can't deal but with But it was great to go and just see for one, like the one time going, oh, my gosh. The guy was great, though, because he spoke really slow. slowly. He enunciated mm-hmm. everything because there's a lot of oh words that God. you wouldn't I mean as this as our second language. When would you learn some of these voca- some of these technical words uh-huh. for driving? So it's great, tons of new vocabulary. Um, it's, it's not going to be that bad. I just I'm just such a baby. I just need to <laughs> suck know, it up and do it. Bitch and moan. I bitch and moan and groan about the whole thing. But well, we're doing it. Yeah, before you know it, it'll be over, and I'll be legal to drive in Italy. So everyone rest easy. Not well, that I'm not legal now. No, but before you know it, uh, things happen kind of slow here too. Like, we finally got an email that we've been approved to do manual credit card charges. Okay. <laughs> so, uh... Well, go back and... They so have... This, first of all, we, we arrived no, here six years ago. Well, go, why do we need to Oh, do we need to be able to do this. We talked about this um, um, last spring, I think, or over the summer. Um, we have no... We have had no kind of insurance. No recourse. Yes. Or cancellations or people taking... You know, we have... No, if people we're make small it, in, we take a small deposit, and we had lots of no shows. We had we five had, or six no shows last year. Was year. just heartbreaking for us for our small little place for how many no shows we had, and there's no way we can uh, charge anyone. We send emails and hope they. And we just hope we I could guilt them into it, or that but, they're nice enough. A few people were nice enough, but ninety percent, please, they're like, oh, I stand, sh- yeah, yeah. I sent a light deposit. Uh, who cares if I sh- don't show up? So now. We've got recourse now. So six years ago when we arrived, we wanted to do this. We didn't. Now we take a deposit via bank transfer, which no one in the, in North America really does here in Europe. It's much more popular and much more simple. Mm-hmm. But if you walk into a bank of America and ask to do a wire they they look at you like I've never done, you know, or it's like, expensive or it's expensive or PayPal. Mm-hmm. So six years ago, we requested it. They said, no, 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 no. Then I, we requested it again like two years ago. No, 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 no. <laughs> then I got something in the mail and, and that said this was possible. And I thought, son of a bitch, I have been trying to get this forever. I go in and this started in October. Like of actively. Yes. Of actively trying to get this. <laughs> threat of threats. And <laughs> of say, you know, <laughs> arguments in the bank and guilt trips and, oh, you're leaving us um, without any insurance and, and making them try to, oh, it was. Basically what it boils down to is it's, there's one uh, person who does this for our tiny little bank for the, all of the branches. But it's also that no agriturismos really do this. So the type of business we are, it's an anomaly to want to take a credit card. And so I many things think, are done under I don't the table. Think he wants to f- I don't think he wants to fill out the paper. I don't either. Oh, so I got an email yesterday. It's possible. And Hot now that man. we know that it's possible, it's still freaking difficult to get them to tell me how to do it. Then they want to come here. Then they want me to go to the bank. Then they want to do it over the phone. It's not possible to just send me the email with the information. I couldn't possibly figure that out. And so, <laughs> well, listen, if, if it went smoothly, it would, this is par for the course. I yeah? know. I so know. that was a funny, uh, that was a funny conversation yesterday and then uh they called and we told them <laughs> yeah, 
they called and they said, okay, we'll do it over the phone. And Ashley's like, great. Just call me back in 10 minutes because it's not – our credit card little machine isn't plugged in. It's not I got to go up. get it set up. We and gotta, call me back 10 minutes. First of all, she hung up on me during that conversation or – something got cut off so it was hysterical she calls me right back i say okay great call me in 10 20 minutes um i'll just set up the machine. i just gotta set up machine she said no problem <laughs> i never heard back from her. <laughs> oh and yesterday we did two interviews in italian yeah. <laughs> oh my god we were interviewed for radio blue radio blue and we had to do an interview <sighs> That one was scary because that was just me by myself. And then they wanted a ricetta forte, like a popular ricetta forte f- um, re- recipe from the area. And so then Jason had to recite a really local recipe by heart and explain how the procedure and everything in Italian. And it was great. And we had another interview for an Italian magazine. And they're very curious because so many Italians are leaving Italy Young at our yeah, yeah of our age that for uh people of our age who have come to italy that they, they just keep saying we're a story of it's contrary, the, it's the <laughs> it's contrary. <laughs> so it's very curious for them so it was interesting but we've been working on that with our italian language i know because we get nervous it's like we know what to say but you want to say it the right way and be as poetic as possible and well thought out and then when I, we get asked the question i blank and she Ashley's, I start rambling. Ashley's move when she gets when she starts rambling is to then say I don't know and look at me <laughs> and go silent and then I'm I'm left. It's it's an awesome it's an awesome strategy she has because she can just sit there dear eyed and then I get to just jump in and, and finish. Please it. finish up for me. Yeah, awesome. So we've been working on media training the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Uh, um, it's lemon cello and orange cello time. Oh my gosh. I posted a picture on Instagram at Ashley Bartner, um, and Facebook yesterday of the two crates of gorgeous lemons and oranges that I have for, yes, making the blood orange Southern and Italy, lemon cello. Sorry. Didn't no. mean to cut you off. Southern Italy's pumping out citrus like nobody's business this time of year. Gorgeous. And, um, if you're going to make lemon cello or orange cello, Get non-treated lemons. Mm-hmm. Very important. There was a post we saw yesterday of a, someone who has this all this weird waxy stuff floating kind up. Kind of the looks top. like scummy. And w- what I believe that is is when you buy the lemons from the regular lemons from the grocery store, they cre- they treat them with that food wax, and the alcohol is going to pull. It's going to melt that wax or or oil, whatever they put it on, to make it look shiny. Well, and not only that, she didn't have color. No, like it was yeah. so pale, and so that might be cheapy lemons uh-huh. as well. So if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna spend the time and do it, spend the time and get not. They don't have to be organic per se. They just can't be treated with that wax. Mm-hmm. Um, they really should be because you're sucking, you're pulling everything out of the. I peel know. And citrus really holds on to the the pesticides. Well, it took me like three hours to peel one crate. Oh my god! I told her. <laughs> You are not hired as a prep cook at all. Three hours to do a case of, lem- a case of oranges. That as I was doing it, he was walking the dog and I was talking on the phone. And, <laughs> and that I kept, I was on Skype so I could, I thought, oh, this is great. I'll just stand here and peel the oranges as I'm chatting away. But the problem with me is I talk with my hands. So even on the phone, even on Skype, no one's even looking at me. But I have to put down the oranges or I'm holding them and the hands start going all over the place. It took a long time. And I was trying to do it really carefully because you don't want to get much pith so you have to 
be very precise. 25 minutes you have next time. No. It's <laughs> you're, fi- you're, you're so fired. <laughs> you're fired. Just don't even worry about I it. I don't. I don't care. I, I, I could care less, but I'm just saying if you work in a restaurant. What a waste of time, too. My what God. a waste of time for I was the like, hours. My feet are tired. I've been just standing here for <laughs> Seriously, it was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, oh my man. gosh. Um, we got hosed last week with the – oh, I want to thank oh. everyone who um, voted for us. What is the name of that website? The Kitchen. Yeah, The Kitchen. They had some contest. We were nominated. I didn't, Ashley told me one day last week that we were nominated for one of the uh, – uh, Like best, best blog from abroad. Yeah, in for this Comey's contest. So it was like, oh, man, we're – we could we could get in the top five. I mean, we're not going to win. We're up against like David Leibowitz and, mm-hmm. and real like famous Serious, people. Yeah, but if you get into the top five, they pub they give you a ton of pub and mm-hmm. press, and they really they really really post your blog. So it was like we can get into the top five. So it was great. We did. We had we had a you, huge push. It was incredible. Within twenty four hours, there was oh <laughs> within twenty four hours there was a um, we went from like. Eighth place to, or from eight votes to 104. You, people were awesome, you guys. And we can't thank you enough. So in our hearts, we got into the top five. But then we got an email the next day that, oh, even though we posted that the contest ends at 5 a.m. Eastern, we're going to roll it back to midnight Eastern because I don't know. I don't know. They said there was a glitch. glitch. I think they, I think they, gl- we, f- we fixed the glitch. That's all I can think about from office space. Did you fire him? We, 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 we fixed, fixed the, the glitch. glitch. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe they didn't get the results that they wanted. I Maybe. don't know, but it was a drag to be, we made it. And then, oh, so. So whatever. Whatever. Who cares? I'm. I don't, I don't even, I don't, does that sound like sour grapes? Who cares? I don't even care about it. No, you know what? I do care. We got in there. I would I love to have our blog. Pu- Oops. Batteries ran out on the, <laughs> on the recorder. All right. Technical difficulties. Um, so yeah, so that was some shady business going on. And speaking of other shady business, um, there's a little bit of a, well. No names. No names to protect the guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a To farm- not start a war. Yeah. There's a farmer who is a very politically connected farmer of our immediate area who last year got in big trouble for dumping a a bunch of cow manure right next to the river, about 500 meters up from our house. I am sure we talked about it on the podcast. We sure we talked about it on the podcast. So um, now he doesn't dump it there anymore, but this is horrible. There are are definitely rules and laws of where you can store manure for – um, fertilizer for the fields. It has to be on a concrete slab, so, so raised from the ground so much, uh, you know, sides on all four sides, so it doesn't so the so it doesn't leach into the ground, and especially especially not near a water source because it will pollute the water source. So he's been doing that for God knows how many years. And last year, or two years ago, mm-hmm. I forget when it was. Someone knocks comes up to our. It was our, last year. Was it last year? I don't, whatever. Someone comes up to our place and says, hey, is that your big pot, huge, ginormous pile dump of site dump of- site for cow manure? Um, because that's horribly terrible. And I said, no. He says, I'm reporting this to the authorities. I said, great. Do it. That's <laughs> pollution. So there was a whole big scandal and the basically the equivalent of the Environmental Protection Agency of Italy and the Forestale, the Forest Service and the police and everyone came out here. And he cleaned it up and dug canals to keep the uh, 
keep the heat from leaching, but I don't think anything really happened. So now, for the last six or eight months, because he can't store it anymore, so what he's been doing, this farmer, with political connections, is he has bought this type of machinery that goes on the back of the tractor. It's a big tank with what looks like a giant fire hose that will shoot water maybe 50, 60 meters in the air. And what he does is he makes a solution of the cow manure and water and then fires it onto the fields from the road with his tractor. Shit, mister. (laughs) (laughs) It makes the whole valley stink. Oh, my God. It's horrible. The thing with this is is it doesn't – it's much more concentrated. And what you're supposed to do, from what I've been told, is you spray this and immediately turn the soil and Mm -hmm. plant because well, wh- I'm thinking that would be awesome when we do it with our garden. <laughs> if so, we didn't have to, like, carry wheelbarrows. Of yeah, it was yeah. like, all right, let's do a little spray, right, spray, 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 flip it over, done. Done, I know. So what he's doing is just leaving it on the fields. Well, why is that a problem? Well, it's been rainy. So when it rains, the it's the now dried manure and these fields are already growing these aren't freshly tilled or these are uh progressing yes um whatever crop is going it's all it's all starting yeah um so what happens is when it rains it will the water will drain out of the fields into the into the um trenches on the side of the road and then into the river well this water going by is now brown and you it's 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 basically watery poop Mm-hmm. And it's now it's going directly into the river still. So it's there's awesome. no difference between having a big pile right next to the river or spraying it into the fields and letting it just wash. It's, some, it's all semantics. You're polluting the river. So I'm sick of it. Like, it's disgusting. I see this happening. I was on a walk with the dog yesterday oh or the God, other day. And the dog freaking loves it and wants to run through yeah. the field of it. And it's like you just watch raw sewage, raw manure going into the into the river which is here's what i don't understand this person who's doing it was born here his whole generations have lived here he will die here why are you polluting the valley that your family has made a living uh living from for god knows how many years like it just it doesn't literally don't shit in your backyard and it just so i pride myself on keeping out of any but jason's riled up i'm riled up I, I really want to stay out of any, you know, scandal or political or anything like that. But you were essentially politely warned, not warned, like keep your mouth shut. But well, I, I, I want to start. I went in very quietly, asked the uh, advice of a few other people who are would know in in our area, and their thing was yes, it's terribly illegal, and. This person is very politically connected, and he has connections th- for in agriculture. We're in agriculture, and basically, think about it before you want to walk think about that it boat. before you. He basically, I was told it will start a war. Uh-huh. So what do I do? Uh-huh. I don't know. I want to make I. I don't want to be a sneak and just call it like drop a dime. I'd rather. <laughs> well, I'd rather go to him and be a you know. Be, say, listen, you can't do this – is, this is pollution. You know, People are talking about this. It's not going unnoticed that there are rivers of mm-hmm. poop going to so the So go river. talk to him. Um, but then what happens when he continues to do it and now I do drop a dime? I don't know. Podcast listeners, what do you think? Weigh in. Weigh <laughs> in. I want to make a video of it. 
Yeah, that's what we were saying. Do that, then you have something just... I need to get it on film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just stupid, and he's not even doing it in the whole field. That's he's the other thing. He's just driving down the road and spraying in, as far as the thing will go into the field, and it's only going 50, 60 meters into the field. The fields are hundreds of meters. I mean, they're giant fields. It's so weird. And it's the cl- and what makes it even stupider is if he went into the field and yes. did it up high, it wouldn't drain immediately no, into the into exactly. the canal. He's doing it right along the road, which is right along the river. <laughs> so... I don't know. You're right. If he'd done it up into the hill part, it'd at be least like, it would take time. Yes. By the time it got all the way down, yes. he would have turned the field and planted, and it would have been fine. But, um, yeah, awesome. So I don't know what to do about that. I, I don't want to turn a blind. I don't want to just keep. Because that's how this stuff keeps going on, is mm-hmm. people are afraid to say anything. But at what cost? I think that we should talk to a friend of ours who has uh, Organic in not far from here, who's super into the environmental. Um, rights and really protecting the area she might have yeah but i know her uh, her thing will be like oh absolutely do it now but she's been here for 30 years Mm -hmm. she is she's also very much in the uh there's politics in everything i know their agriculture is so political it's absolutely insane so she's in that circle so she can get people on her side like who Mm -hmm. are we we're nobodies and foreigners and guests in this country I i don't want to be the whistleblower but i don't want that to I don't want the poop river <laughs> either. So it's it's good life living out in the country, but sometimes even out here in beautiful Italy, there's these um, agricultural struggles, that's for sure. You think of it as picture perfect and absolutely ideal at all times, but uh, there's definitely... I just don't get it. Well, thank goodness also we get our water from behind our I house know. about 300 meters up. So it's not even – we don't get it no, from the in, river. No, and it's not in near fields. This is in the mountain spring. In the hills, spring yeah. It's a, that, we have a mountain spring. That that, we, yeah. It doesn't come into contact with anything before it hits us. So thank God for that. But still, though – so I don't know. That was a – Something to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, on lighter notes, we've gotten into – we get updates now from this the local dot .it thing. We talk about it each week. We could just jump into All it. All right, fine. They had good ones. Since, um, <laughs> They're just fun topics, especially for the podcast, too, to use as a jumping point. So we uh, – through our language classes, we're now getting into trying to learn idioms more and little – the little parts of the you know, language the that bird make, gets the worm. Yeah, that <laughs> makes it fun. So – Especially because I always try to – well, this is why it's perfect. I try to, like, take the – you know, some some sayings do translate. Like, we'll come to something like slow as a snail, for example. But many things that <laughs> that I try to say, how do you say – how do you say – like, the early bird gets the worm or something. And or they, um, it puts hair on your chest. Puts Oh, it's so strong it'll put hair on your chest. That one uh, did not no, translate. These things look they look back at you like why would you ever say that or why would someone say that to you? So So here we go. You may think you have mastered the Italian language, only to be stumped when someone starts referring to horses and snakes in day-to-day conversation. The locals come up with a, the definitive the definitive list of must-know animal sayings. Here we go. Top ten best animal sayings in Italian. Mosca Bianca, the white fly. To be described as a white fly may not seem very appealing, but it is in fact a good thing. It means you're a positive exception. So I guess a white fly is rare. It definitely isn't the same as calling someone a black widow. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Number oh, two. I like this this one. is great. Molie e boy del um sorry. Molie e boy de paese tuoi. 
To want wives and oxen from your own town means that you would like to marry only from someone your, in your hometown or country who will stay faithful to your traditions. I like that. I'll say it again since I garbled it. Molie e boy de paese toy. That one is great. And I've heard like Fushiani. These people are so local and so proud. We'll say they're apacese before they're Italiano. And it's true. So I love that one. Mm. Parenti serpenti. Italian families may be tight-knit, but you can't choose your relations. Some Italians lament their bad relationships with their snake relatives. Parenti doesn't necessarily mean parents. It just means family. Family. Genitori is actually parents' parents. <coughs> this Hold one's that. Thanks, Jay. Thank you for coughing into the microphone. <laughs> Gross. Sputare il rospo. It's ro- uh, a rospo is a toad. So sputare is spat the toad or spit, uh, spit the toad. It's unclear whether an Italian once literally spat the toad, but this saying is frequently used like the English spill the beans. To describe a confession or someone getting something out of off their chest. I have never heard that one. I've never heard that one either. Say what, say that one Sputare again. Sputare il rospo. Sputare to spit. Um, click here to continue off there. Ooh, I like this one too. Uh, cavallo, cavallo di battaglia. Bata, battaglia. Wow. I'm not near it, so I can't even attempt to try. <laughs> Cavallo di battaglia. Battle. Battaglia. Battaglia. Uh, translating as battle horse, this phrase refers to a person's forte, their strength, such as making the best pasta you've ever tasted. Uh, I, I hear this as piatto forte or piatti forte. Um, I've never heard the um, battle horse. I like that. I, I like that. If I could say I know. Battle, it's too bad. How, you say it. I'm not near it. Battaglia? No, it's not Battaglia. It's Battaglia. Oh, it is Battaglia. Shoot. Whatever. I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a contest in these lessons. Um, oh, Gaji uses this one all the time. Avere un cervello di gallina. Uh, is it a shock <laughs> that he would say this? <laughs> Avere un cervello di gallina is uh, the brain of a chicken. <laughs> Bird brain. Bird brain. Totally. It, that one's just classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I've been called that once or twice. Uh, oh, non si sente volare una mosca. I like it. Non si sente volare una mosca. Not to not even hear a fly flying is the equivalent to the English. You could hear a pin drop. Um, out here, you can definitely. This is definitely true, but in most Italian cities, maybe not. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, andar, oh, this, well, this is true for, uh, not true for us. Andare a letto con le galline. Whenever your imagination may lead you to believe, to go to bed with the chickens is perfectly acceptable in Italian society. It means a person who goes to bed early. Andare a letto con le galline. Gaggi says that one when he's tired. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lento come una lumaca. A change in language does not speed up the humble snail. With the phrase, slow as a snail, directly translated from English to Italian. Lento come una lumaca. Lumache lumache is delicious. Mm -hmm. If you've never had snails here in Italy, they're awesome. Or they're horrible. Why? (laughs) Well, in this area, they're awesome. Yes, but where did we have them one time and it was, like, dirty? They were gritty. They didn't wash them properly. uh, That just stuck with me. Um, I like them here. They make them in a rich sauce of... um, uh, Oh, when they do it with wild fennel. fennel. Oh, that is so good. It's awesome. 
They also do sea snails like that, too. Uh, fare la civetta. Hooting of owls may not be the most romantic sound, but in Italian, to be an owl means to flirt. Ooh. Oh. Fare la civetta. I didn't know that. Neither did I. Oh, I like that one. Um, there's two that aren't on here that we hear <laughs> all the time. One is in bocca al lupo. Crepe. Crepe al lupo, which means in bocca al lupo is you say to a hunter, you never say good luck, buona fortuna. That is not good. No, it's, you, it's like saying good luck to someone when they're going to do acting. Yeah, like on say, stage, you say break a leg. Yeah, so to a hunter, if you see a hunter, you say in bocca al lupo. It means in the mouth of the wolf, and they need to reply with crepe. Which means death or death, death to, to the, the wolf. wolf. Crepe al lupo. <laughs> However, if you're a fisherman and not a hunter... My favorite is in culo a la balena, which is in the ass of the whale. And you would answer that with speriamo che non cacchi. <laughs> See, and I hope that's not, there's hope no, not, hope there's there's no, no shit. shit. <laughs> cocky, like cocky, cocky, like caca. Uh, um, in culo a la balena. So if you, in, if you um, <clears throat> in, encounter any uh, fishermen. fishermen here in Italy. Then... If you said that, uh, they would just probably crack up that you even knew it. In culo a la balena. Mm-hmm. Or in boca lupo mm-hmm. for more around here. And then this one I've never heard. Uh, in culo al riccio, which is uh, a hedgehog in, in the ass of a head in the ass of a hedgehog, and you would reply meglio che un rico in culo riccio. Ri- sorry, riccio in culo. Um, so it's better to be in the ass of the hedgehog than have a hedgehog in your ass. Uh huh. <laughs> which <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so a lot of ass talk in these sayings. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it always goes to the butt, but. I don't know either. <laughs> How do you segue from that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I think we have our song. Is that it for Oh this no, week? we were gonna talk about Fano. Speaking oh, of yeah. in the ass of the whale, um, and fishermen, we went to Fano for lunch and had a wonderful <laughs> so, little date. Uh we found well not found a new restaurant. We tried a new restaurant in Fano. Normally I'm a if, really good restaurant searcher. Yeah, if if uh, if we want to go for we anytime we go to Fano, it's always for fish. There's no reason to eat anything else in Fano. It's the sea where all the boats come in. So if we if we send our usually our guests to two places. One is Pesce Azzurro, and this is a very much Fisherman's Cooperative kind of slide your tray. You get what you served. It's cheap. I think it's now eleven. Euro. Eleven. Woo. But it's a complete meal. Like it's two. A, it's four courses. I think four, four or five courses. Uh-huh. Um, and it's wine and water for eleven euro. And it's you, slide your tray. Yeah, it's, it's a cafeteria. It's cooperative cafeteria. But it's super fresh. And listen, you can't beat it for 11 No, bucks. and I don't think I've ever... I have a hearty appetite. Um, I don't know if I've ever finished my plate. There's certain things where Jason always ends up... <laughs> there's there's always the... And, and they, it's always, like you said, so fresh. But it's really good. Yeah, it's not... Cra- <laughs> don't think of it as a cafeteria. It's just that setting to keep it cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called... They call it self-service. They'll always have some sort of anchovies or sardines and... Um, and the menu changes Salad all the time. and a pasta or rice dish. Yeah, there's a primo secondo and usually two anti, two or three anti-pasta. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good. Can't believe Really? It. And if you're in a big group or with kids and you think, oh, God, I don't want to go into a restaurant or something, great place. They could run around. However, you have to wait in line outside. Yeah, it's packed in the summertime. But they've... Ex- they've They've made it much bigger and much more uh, better expedition. Yeah. Um, if you want to step it up to around the 20, 25 euro ahead for lunch, you go two doors down to La Quinta. 
And La Quinta it's is... It's really like a block and a half. Is it a block and a half? Something like that. Okay. Um, like, it's like 20 bucks a head. We eat there like pigs for 40 euro, oh wine, water, everything. Yeah. Um, and that, you're definitely taking a step up in quality. It's family run. It's obvious. You know, it's the parents. It's the brother and sister. And this place is gets packed as well with locals. I would recommend not going there on the weekends because... I, Feel like on the weekends it's too many people for them to make the food really good when we go we usually go on like uh lunch during the week and it's mostly people of you know business people of the not business well font, people on their lunch hour or whatever mm-hmm. and it seems like the food is much better because they don't have to so on the weekends if like for um instance their um clams and mussels they have to make a huge vat of it and then they just scoop it and serve it and in fact when we were um at lunch for gaji's birthday 90 percent of the people were from Fano and we were talking to them about where their favorite places and stuff. And, um, before we get to their recommendations, it seemed hands down when it comes to seafood on the coast, get there early for lunch. This is, you don't want to show up at a late lunch because when that fish is gone, it's gone. And, or like Jason's saying, they make a big thing of the mussels and clams, whatever their special is. And you want to get there when it's all fresh or something. They'll make a big, huge pot of burdetto. And if you get there at 1 o'clock for lunch, the brodetto's cooked perfectly. You get there at mm-hmm. 2.30 for lunch, and the brodetto's overcooked. Mm-hmm. So, and brodetto is a type of fish stew. that they, It's very famous around here. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's the middle. And then the other day, we decided to try something different. And Ashley did a bun- uh, found oh. another place called Chili. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I thought, Jason, there's no way he's going to want to go to this place because it's called Bistro Chili's. And I thought he's going to be like, Chili's? <laughs> I don't want to go to some, uh, you know, Red Robin. But this place was really good. Now, this is the next level up. This is like 30 euro ahead. Super cute ambiance. But now you're talking, now we went to a restaurant. Now it's cloth napkins, cloth table, you know, nice, you know, base plates. Instead Um, of ordering the house wine by the liter, you get, you order bottles of wine. Yes. Um, And it's definitely the fish took another step up for another and in presentation and in presentation as well they did something really interesting which is they are pairing fish with cheeses yeah gaji and many other italians from the sea will say that is a no no many of the i i we had not ever been to a seafood restaurant here in fauna where there's ever been cheese no so this place had (laughs) like i mean just a parm for your pasta yeah like they made a um, carpaccio of tuna and they put um, um, ribbons of uh, aged cheese on the top. They did they, the um, that kind of fried eggplant. What's that called? The eggplant. Is that they, what you just no, said? They did a, a tuna parma- parmigiana. Uh, yeah. fi- uh, parmigiana of so they gr- um, grilled eggplant and then put fish in them in between and with a little bit of cheese in there as well and a little bechamel and um but that was the only one that wasn't so good no it tasted it, it tasted like hot dogs it was so weird i took a bite and i was like oh i love it and he was like you just like it because there's cheese and i was like mm-hmm. and he goes it kind of tastes like hot dogs um oscar Ryer to me and i was like whatever and then i took another bite and i was like oh my god oh my god all i can taste is hot dog but and we then, digress because that was the only one that was kind of weird every but the other everything else was great ashley got a um <laughs> Uh, carbonara made of fish right with um squid ink yeah and oh my god it i loved it i was um it was kind of a cooler day and i was looking for something a little heavier and to have that kind of creamy with the pancetta that was the other thing it had it had fish with meat which again normally you wouldn't see combined gaji is just a purist or, and, and the maestro so gaji's yeah. friend we call him the maestro he's uh 
he's a great fish chef. I mean, mm-hmm. he goes out on this multimillionaire guy's yacht, and he's just, wasn't he in the Navy as a chef too? I, I don't oh, yeah, know, I think maybe. so because that's where he learned to cook in a small space. That's right, and uh-huh. um, he is—he's awesome at fish. He's fanese, and he goes out on this millionaire guy's yacht. And is his private chef all summer long. So he knows. And he. The owner of Todd's. Is it the owner of yeah. Todd's? Okay. So I, mean, <laughs> I wasn't sure. Yeah. The owner of Todd's is not scraping pennies together. <laughs> he has a yacht that. The, the, like Danielle goes out for, yeah, six months, four six or five months. months. Yeah. It's insane. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. He's he, a purist. He's a purist. I, I was talking to him about it and he was just like, it's in, it's in style, but it's not something that he's into. Because for them. If you're going to eat fish, you want to taste the fish. Yeah, and I and but and what, it's true. It, I've come to really enjoy that aspect of the. That the flavors aren't kind of all together, which is a lot of North American. Uh-huh. We find they they put all these different flavors together. Where here they just want like a t- mango chutney on top of a fish. What the fuck? Sorry, I don't I shouldn't have said that. Just didn't say the f word. I didn't mean to. I just it came out because you want to taste the fish. Yeah. So um. What I, I think I got the best plate of the oh, day. My, yeah. my primo was uh, spaghetti with butter and anchovy. With um, Then they took the uh, <laughs> breadcrumbs. breadcrumbs. They took breadcrumbs and they quickly fried them in a little olive oil and put those down first. And then, um, then the spaghetti on top of it with these beautiful, beautiful <laughs> anchovies um, mixed into it. And uh, was it sage? I don't remember what. I don't know, but now I want to go back. It was I'm delicious. So what now. you do when they put the plate is you mix the breadcrumbs yes. into the pasta. Oh my god! It was just so salty and mm-hmm. I love anchovies. If you're not, I, um, sardines, anchovies, those blue oily fishes, I love. Now, so, so it was also interesting. Depending on who you talk to, when we asked the um, daughter of the owner, the waitress at the restaurant, she said that this was um, based on a crostini, crostini. Um, with butter, butter and anchovy, and anchovy and. When we talked to Daniele about it, he said, oh, it's Sicilian. <laughs> Didn't, it, like, wouldn't consider it as being really something from here. But um, it was delicious. It was and fantastic. a really nice, felt, it just felt, it was. It, it was a stub up. It was a really beautiful mm-hmm. lunch. And, and like still said, not expensive. It was, it was 30 euro ahead for this one. And the With best the Moretta. Oh, oh my, it's worth it to go for that. I swear to God. The Moretta, we talked about this um, a couple podcasts ago because we did it on one of our online cooking classes. It's a cafe from Fano with... Um, equal parts of rum, brandy, brandy and anise. anise. And sugar. Not equal parts with the sugar, but... It, and you have sugar oh, the, the and then... the um, yeah. equal parts. And then you add sugar and um, bucho di limone, lemon zest. And... And this it was it was just fantastic. Woman I don't know. Made it off the freaking hook. It she was did it so, so great. She, good. You're supposed to have three levels. You'll see the liquor on the bottom, the coffee in the middle, and then the crema from the the cream that the coffee, the coffee machine, machine machine makes. Not cream as in cream, but mm-hmm. the crema, the the foam. foam from the coffee, not the milk foam, but the foam from. Uh, uh, so it's three tre piani, three levels, three levelli. She did it great. It was fantastic, and we went back and asked her. This is the best Moretta, and she showed us how to make it. And, and gave us another gave one. Us another one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. It was so good. We left a little bit buzzed. It was delicious, though. Um, two, two new wines. And it wines. was right by the water. So it was a really easy location. Oh, yeah. It's right. It's As you come down into Sassonia Beach in Fano, it's right on the corner. It's it's nice. So that was a, so three levels of fish restaurants. Mm-hmm. You can go for the, the, the most economical, which is still fresh and good. Take a step up. That's at eleven. Then you take a step up to about twenty euro ahead. You eat like a pig still. 
um, wine, water, everything. And then if you want to take the next step to about 30, 30, depending on what you order, the um, the chili place. And I think that's a great, I mean, still. I know. Well, since we're talking about this, let's add in a few more tidbits. Do we have time? Sure. Um, if you want, I'll save this one for the last, actually. Um, another option that we love to recommend, um, it sounds really funny when guests see the business card for the place because they think you're American and this name screams American. Why would you send me there when I'm in Italy? It's called Yankee, but you pronounce it Janky. <laughs> and it's at the end of the beach. And so it's away from everything. It's the only one that we really like that is literally you know steps from the beach steps it's from right across the it's street. right across the street and it's open air outside tents they have uh awning like awning it's sales. actually kind of a pop-up restaurant yeah almost. they only are open during the season of this you know the summer season if you drive by there in the right winter now? like we just did it looks like just abandoned it's so it looks funny. like it's ready for destruction i know but they for mussels and clams that's all you order there and they have great the flatbread pizza they have oh yeah they have a flatbread, this flatbread with oil and salt and rosemary. Rosemary. And then you just get mussels and clams and french fries. Mm-hmm. And that's, you look Bottle around. Bottle of wine. You look around and that's all people are mm-hmm. ordering is mus. It's just big giant bowls of mussels and clams. Delicious. Delicious. And white wine and garlic. Uh-huh. Now the place that we haven't, I, God, I can't, I feel like we haven't been there. Um, Naughty. And that was the place that um, a bunch of the people from Fano at Gaji's party were talking about. And they said, um... That they used to be open at dinner, but now they're only open at lunch. You must make a reservation. It fills up very fast, and you have to get there at 1 o'clock. Uh, there was a lot of rules involved with this. Which is cool, because you have to train your guest. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally, yeah. I totally no, no, understand. I totally agree, too. That's why I'm saying it. It's really funny. And, <laughs> um, speaking of training guests, Gaji was trying to train some people from Piovico about our pizza nights, too, at his party. It was hysterical. Oh, you're going you're to get I know, I know. But um, So we'll check out that place next, maybe. But now that we were talking about that pasta, I'm craving it. So I think it's either Trattoria Nadi or Osteria Nadi. I know it's definitely on TripAdvisor if you look it up. Um, but we haven't... We, I don't think we've been there. I have no idea. The other place I would recommend in Fano for an experience is the boat. Oh, yeah. Our, oh, you tell. You know. Um, I can't remember the name. We'll post the link. It's on our blog and everything. Um, our friend, actually the maestro that Jason was speaking of before, um, he went in a couple years ago um, and with a to get a wooden yacht. Like, how would you explain they it? They have a giant, not giant, it's good size, though. Yeah. It's a big wooden Plenty yacht. Plenty big. Sailboat, wooden sailboat. And him and his friend Roberto, he's a chef and fisherman also, um, bought this boat and started doing kind of trips to nowhere is what I like to Cruise call. Cruise nowhere. Uh-huh. Sail along the edge of the kind of beach, the, you know, go out to sea a little bit. Not the edge Sail of the beach. Sail along the edge of the beach. Go out you to go sea. A, you go a few hundred meters out to sea and you go on a little cruise uh, sail, sailboat ride for, I don't know, a couple hours, couple an hour hours, and a half. Depending they, on where the wind's blowing, you go north or south and it's gorgeous and they offer it for lunch or for dinner they throw the anchor you can jump in the adriatic get out and then they have a great it's always the same thing it's a pasta with fish some kind of fish whether it's um crab or oh, normally, normally they have the bombolini or something too a little antipasta um, yeah it. they'll have one one or two antipasta a pasta with fish and then always oh my god fish with the and like crumbs. All too you much. can eat. Too much. too much. Too much. And 
but it's gorgeous because you're jumping in the Adriatic, the wind's in your hair, it smells like the sea, you've got this nice white wine you've been drinking all afternoon, and then the grill is just cooking, and that smoke's pouring out, and you smell the fish grilling, and you're like, this is gorgeous. You eat up, you fall asleep on the boat, and you head back to the port. It's it is a great. It's a great. It's a, and I think during the week for lunch, it's like 30 or 35 euro. Uh-huh. It's maybe, I think it's 40 or 45 on the weekends. Um, you have to make a reservation. For, they have a space for, I think, 30, 35 people. It's a good size boat. You're not uh-huh. cramped. It's even, Oh, no, you're not cramped at all. Even no, if there's you, other people. And um, if you're listening to this and you speak English, you'll be the only person speaking English on that boat. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Um, and there's, yeah, even when there's 30, we've been on there plenty of times when there's been 30, 35 people and you don't feel like you're elbow to elbow. No, there's there's plenty of space everywhere. It's really fun. So for an experience, that's a different way to eat out in Fano. Um, we've been, uh, since we went to lunch the other day and, um, we were, since we never go to lunch, we wanted to try a different wine. Yeah. So, um, around here, everyone drinks, um, Verdicchio with fish or uh, Biancello. Biancello is another popular one, but um, there's a couple of beautiful white wines from down south at the border of Abruzzo and Marche that we don't really, it's a little too far for us to drive to get these wines, but they're absolutely delicious. And that would be Pecorino and Passerina. And Passerina is beautiful with fish because it's really floral and um, it's very light. And I don't know what... I, I liked it. I I would say it's kind of like a Bianchello, but more not as acidic almost. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's a beautiful Passerina, beautiful white wine. Light. Light. Summer's hot day. I say floral, but not sweet. No, 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 no. Not, aromatic. Not aromatic. Thank you. Um, and the other one is a Pecorino. And it, easy to remember, Pecorino is like Pecorino, like the cheese. It's more fatty. I don't it, like this one. Um, I like it, but you have to eat something yeah, fatty. If you like Chardonnay, you'll like a Pecorino. Mm-hmm. Like a fatty Chardonnay mm-hmm. with that kind of, what is the Chardonnay? It leaves that on that your tongue. tongue. Yeah, it's got that, it leaves, it like kind of coats your tongue. It's much, and when you swirl it in, I know there's real terms for all I know, this. we are not. We drink Wait, wine. no, yay. No, <laughs> I, n- I don't know. Um, but, um. If you swirl it in the glass, you see how it stay. You know, mm-hmm. it hangs on the glass a lot more. It's thick. It's, mm-hmm. it's, um, so with the fish, I liked the passerina. Yeah, it was pa- nice. Uh, Verdicchio, Bianchello, I'll go every time. But passerina, it was really nice to switch it up. I, yeah, I would say pecorino is more particular. Some there's very much a divide. Some people love it. Some people don't care for mm-hmm. it at all. No one, everyone likes passerina. I would think so. Yeah, it's just light and good. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up, uh, we're gonna take off this week from doing our. Um, cooking live online cooking classes. We're going to take a week off. Um, coming up on the 9th of March, mm-hmm. nine, Mar- nine March, we'll have another one and we'll save to, we'll pimp that one for next week. We don't have to talk about it now, but this weekend, I think we're going to make a film. Yeah. We have, um, some ideas of <sighs> pivots. We're going to pivot. And we have some ideas of projects we want to do in the future and, and short films or kind of a little series we'd like to produce so we're t- kicking around i think we'll maybe go down there's a winemaker we love and his name is juiced we call him juicy what's his first name it's um pure it's not it's piero piero juicy uh-huh you sure no now i'm gonna get nervous Anyway. It's a double name it's P- like gaji no one calls him i know i'm like oh name. Shoot. everyone calls him juicy like no one calls 
Gaji Satimio. There's no, very few people who call him that. His name is Gaji. <laughs> I know. Even Rosanna, his wife, calls him Gaji. I know. <laughs> so I think that might be the same thing. His name is Juicy, and mm-hmm. he, he's he's just so he makes our favorite uh, la crema and um, our favorite rose. Our favorite rose. He's a great. He's a character. He's so passionate. He is. He just. He almost makes you not not to sound dramatic to weep, but he he when he talks about so lovingly the wine and how he names it and the passion he has for it and continuing his father's traditions it's beautiful so i uh, we want to go down and share his story we've got some video of him from before from the wine um bottling wine video that's already on youtube but we're gonna start working on some new projects for you guys all right very good so we'll see if we actually do that All right, we're going to bring it home. Thank you so much for listening this week, you guys. We really did we hit all our things on the list? I think so. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, tell a friend, share the love, let them know about what we're doing out here. Uh, without you guys, um, we have no, but we don't advertise. So without you guys uh, uh, spreading the love, we're nowhere. So we really can't thank you guys enough for your um, votes for the stupid contest and um, for just your listening. You're listening and your continued support. If you want to reach us, bring it home, Ash. All right. Um, and real quick, can you pull up the song of the week? Oh, shoot. I forgot. You're oh, right. Song I know. Week. I was like, <laughs> we got to. Okay. We're going cheat. Okay. This week we are going, <laughs> we're taking it back, baby. We're going back to the 70s. You should see. Ashley, we like you, to switch it up. You have to put a picture of I'm this guy. I'm going to. His name's, uh, I can't pronounce his last name. Oh, Peppino Gagliardi. Gagliardi. Uh, uh, he is awesome. He's got big flowing 70s hair with pork chop sideburns, a mm-hmm. white suit with a white vest, huge uh, 70s butterfly collar, and a thick black tie. He, It's awesome. I want that look. <laughs> anyway, he... Uh, <laughs> This is a great kind of Italian 70s it's, love song. It's cheesy. Uh, it's really Oh, totally cheesy. cheesy, but we thought we'd throw it up there. Really, it was that we loved the suit. Yeah, <laughs> I saw the suit, and it was like, I don't care what he's singing. I want, I want to hear what it is. All uh, right, so the name of the song? Come le viole. Come le viole. All right, bringing it home. Thank you so much for listening. Like Jason said, you can find us at uh, Shoot Us Info. Or, oh, my God, what am start, I doing? Start it again. Take <laughs> two. Hey, thanks so much <laughs> for listening. Um, send us your questions if you want. Um, we'd love to keep answering your questions as we go. Shout outs if you want any. Um, it's really fun to give those out. Um, and you can send us an email at info at latablamarque.com. You can find anything you want on our blog or website. Um, you can find what? Oh, okay. Um, YouTube, Vimeo. Instagram, Twitter, all those places, La Tavola Marche, L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. All right, very good. So from beautifully way too warm for the 26th of February, mm-hmm. um, Piovico Italia, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next one. Arrivederci. Ciao. Son tornate le viole qua giù, ma non hanno colore per me, quella calda tenerezza che tu portavi nei tuoi occhi, 
No, non c'è più. Come le viole anche tu ritornerai. La primavera con te riporterai. Avevi la mia vita, avevi la mia vita tra le tue braccia. Te ne sei andata non so, te ne sei andata con chi, dai sogni miei. Forse domani chissà tu piangerai. Quando il mio amore lo so, tu capirai. Rifioriranno tante primavere, come le viole anche tu Sentire Media Hey podcast producers and show hosts, do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.